There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. A dimension of sound. For the 158th time, you are not getting out of here. Please let me finish the Count of Monte Cristo. A dimension of sight. No change at all. What? I, I think I look fine. A dimension of mind. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome to the first show of 2022. Uh, I hope you guys all had a good vacation, a good holiday, good New Year's, I guess. I think this is the first episode. I completely forgot because, you know, time is not essential at this point uh, because I've been off for like two weeks or whatever. But we're back for a new episode of The Fifth Dimension, a Twilight Zone podcast. Uh, That woohoo you hear is, of course, one of our co-hosts. Uh, but before we begin, as always, hit that subscribe button, you know, on YouTube. Uh, if you like the stuff, hit the five stars uh, on the podcast feeds and stuff like that. Rate, you know, comment. Help us gain an audience. You know, everybody wants to listen to uh, random people talk about the Twilight Zone. So with that said, uh, I am here with uh, the two main youths of my life. Uh, <laughs> the ones I uh, will see someday in court when this podcast goes to hell. Um, but I am here once again with Jacob from Jacob Anders Reviews and Triv from Trivial Theater. Happy oh, uh, New Year's to you guys. Uh, how are you doing? I think the, actually, now I think about it, I think the last podcast was like the, the January first. 1st, so it's not really the new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking about that. Yeah. January 1st. So this is the second one. Yes. 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 Well, we recorded it before, I think before Christmas. No, it was after Christmas. After Christmas, before excuse. New Year's. But it premiered exactly. on New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I have an excuse, people. So shut up. Do I'm you gonna, have I'm an gonna... excuse though, Nick? No, I really am not no, sure I you don't. do. No. Jeff really says don't. that you're in... Jeff says that the Jeff begs to differ. Jeff uh, says excuses are like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got one and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> so wise. So in all right. seriousness, how was your guys? How was your all your how was your guys? Balls. Years? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but how was your guys new year's uh how did it go for you i spent a lot of time looking at random vehicles like the bluesmobile and uh yes, she, the ghostbusters car and stuff yeah she's now a thief car thief yes i am i uh, Despite the fact i can't move my arms you just need your feet for the gas and the brake just hope it goes straight yeah true in alignment <laughs> I spent New Year's man I had such a good time um I spent New Year's Eve uh editing a video because i have no life (laughs) (laughs) if my family is asleep and i'm awake i have no life (laughs) so so nick which do you prefer car thief or editing a video well seeing i was playing halo infinite i think i'm in the middle (laughs) yeah there you go that's that's fair (laughs) i should say i was yelling at my screen playing halo infinite because that game needs co-op really really badly uh but we'll talk about in the the halo infinite podcast you can get that. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a, a cheat or something I saw. I don't know. The play co-op. Yeah, it's because it's in the code or guys, something. Guys, like this that is not a Halo game. podcast. <laughs> it's a Halo save podcast. it. Save it for the freaking uh, locker room, you dorks. Uh, oh, here we go. Should I should I leave you guys alone? <laughs> would would that you guys need some alone time? <laughs> That's the male version of minutes. the Hitachi Power one. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's not even. Believe me, it's not even close to the Hitachi Power Wand. Yeah, Triv, we're, Triv, we're going to start talking about our magnums and our needlers. Oh, God. Okay, I'll be back in about 15 brutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, all, all the episode this week <laughs> involves a lot of men standing around reminiscing about their feelings. Oh, Nick is dying. Yes. <laughs> he, swallowed, he swallowed too much of the Hitachi uh, Power One. Making applications for a new main host. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was going to come with something clever, but you just took that away from me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you need a giant steaming cup of Uranus. Yes. Let's get that for my halo. Actually, actually, that reminds me. I got followed back by Anne Serling, who is the daughter of Rod Serling. That's pretty awesome. That was kind of cool. So, Anne Serling, if you're listening, thank you for following. And I hope we're doing service or some kind of justice to your your father's works <laughs> hope. Yeah, we're taking hi. the piss out of it but we'd like to hope that we're doing it we're doing it right yeah yes uh and that voice i do you know all in good fun uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time um, i do that kind of smile but... <laughs> love you dad <laughs> no but i need um, to stop talking <laughs> <laughs> so anyways uh we are back to talk twilight zone <laughs> Uh, today we are going to be talking about an episode that <laughs> he's suffering um, from a lead bottom old case of old yeah, lead bottom old lead bottom, old lead bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the new lexicon word which we'll we'll get to in a, near the end of the episode but um, yes yeah so we're talking about season one episode 18 which is called the last flight directed by william f claxton written by richard matheson first uh first script he's written for the twilight zone apparently which i didn't realize uh, based off his uh, story, which is called Flight, uh, production code 173-3607, aired on February 5th, 1916, and stars Kenneth Haig as Decker, Simon Scott, Scott as Wilson, and, and Alexander Scor- Scorby as General Harper. Skarsgård. Yes, no, exactly. never mind. Sorry. General Skarsgård. <laughs> I don't remember this episode at all. I know I've seen it because once I watched it, I remembered it. But I'm assuming I know Trev. You said you had didn't remember it, but Jacob, did you remember it at I all? Did did you? Know? <laughs> He's got that face wow. like he did. I did. This is a first. You guys always remember them, and I don't. I did remember <laughs> this one. It's like as soon as it, I didn't remember it from the title, but as soon as it started and you saw the plane land, I was like, I remember this episode, and I didn't remember it like beat for beat, but. I was like, yeah, I remember basically what's going on. And like after a few minutes in, I was like, yeah, I remember exactly what happens here. Not exactly. I mean, I, I still enjoyed it, but I remembered what the the final end was going to be. So this I didn't figure is, it out. Uh, I remembered it. This is an episode that is one of first of many of the airplane going through a time portal episode, which I probably is where Stephen King got his Langoliers yeah. episode from. I was going to um, say this one had really heavy, like reminded me a lot of Langoliers. Like Only the without this triangle. shitty uh, side or CGI. Without Balky uh, in or whatever in Balky <laughs> and his coked out look, you know, that type of thing. Or the one, uh, the one girl paper. that had like the super, <laughs> the super uh, nasally voice. Exactly. Um, oh, the 90s Stephen King CBS <laughs> movies or whatever they were. Yeah, gotta love the TV them. movies. Good times. The Stand. Yeah. The st- Still better. The best the adaptation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Stand. Uh, Langoliers. Uh, what was the other one with the green aliens? Uh, oh, um, I read the book. Uh, Tommy Knockers. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy Knockers. Oh, God. Uh, the visuals. Things? Oh, God. <laughs> the, um, um, what was Beautiful the one? Was Salem's Lot. Movie movie. Yeah. Salem's I, Lot. But it wasn't a TV. I thought it was an actual movie. Yeah, Needful Things was an actual movie, and yeah. in fact, as a 
just piece of trivia for that movie because I like the book and the movie's pretty mm-hmm. good too. There is like an extended version for TV. That may be what you're thinking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Uh, but it is the actual Hollywood movie, but they shot so much footage for it. The TV version is like over an hour longer. So you nice. can get this extended cut of it with, I've never seen it. Um, well, I may have seen I it think- on TV back in the day, but I've never like seen it as an adult, but I know there's like over an hour of footage in this other cut. But well, I wonder, I it might it on, cut um, I was say, I think you can see it on, uh, on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube if I remember right. Probably they probably since it's the TV version they probably cut out some of the more graphic things though I don't I don't know it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. This tangent brought to you by the RAF. Join oh, the so RAF the today. That one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, I mean, like I said, this is an episode that Triv actually brought this up that actually got um, reconfigured into two different television series. There was a. Uh, what were the series again? Trib, uh, it was um, Torchwood and then um, Next <sighs> Generation. Uh, Next Generation Torchwood. Yesterday's Enterprise. Torchwood. So yeah, cool. I didn't watch Torchwood. I, I I watched a little bit of uh, Next Generation, but I never watched. I watched Doctor Who, but I never watched Torchwood, which was yeah. Weird, it was. So. Um, it's said to be uh, out of time. Was the the episode? I don't remember. I know a little bit about the episode. I remember, but I don't remember a ton. So, but the yeah. Yesterday's Enterprise is one of those classic Next Gen episodes. So. Love me some. But, I love both Torchwood yeah. and uh, Next Generation. The Tomorrow's Children or Yesterday's Children, the the kind of special that they did when there was only like the three of them for Torchwood was okay, but the rest of it was great. Yeah. The they did like the mini series where there was like five episodes. Yeah, I mean the one about the children where they were all gonna like commit suicide or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's it children. Like, uh, I know what you're talking. I can't remember the name of it. But, but I mean, yeah. it's children's children was in it. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, John Barrowman, um, the uh, the Gwen, and one other guy. Bill Bill Pullman was in that one, wasn't he? Or was that yeah. the mini series? They had a couple of mini series. Yeah, yeah, they did. So all right, so back to Twilight Zone. <laughs> um, as you can tell, this is uh, the greatest Twilight Zone podcast in history because we talk about other things. Hey, um, you know what? We're making connections exactly between things Making it's about family it's about family this is a twilight zone <laughs> that reminds me of those those memes when a uh, fast nine came out of all those memes they would sh- it show like uh <laughs> the, the star wars the the yeah that was great <laughs> that was so what great we and it showed him coming up in the dodge charger in space he yeah. said, oh, <laughs> We got family. <laughs> they inserted that in everything. That shit was great. It was uh, good. They always had that shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Twilight Zone nerdy <laughs> podcast. And as compared uh, to the law lo- or the last, as compared to the last uh, flight, this is the longest flight. Yeah. We keep tangenting. Let's call this the red eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just keep getting us flights of beers. You know, red yeah. eye. 40, 40 42 beers. years later, we're still talking. <laughs> so, exactly. It's 2022, man. We started in 2021. Holy shit. Uh, so, with that said, um, this episode opens up with a man in a plane. His name is Tom Terrence Decker. He's a French lieutenant. French lieutenant, flight lieutenant, known as a second lieutenant. And um, that's when the opening narration happens. So I will uh, let you read the opening narration for that. Witness flight lieutenant William Terrence Decker, Royal Flying Corps, returning from a patrol somewhere over France. The year is 1917. 
The problem is the lieutenant is hopelessly lost. Lieutenant Decker will soon discover that a man can be lost, not only in terms of maps and miles, but also in time. Can be measured in an etern- in eternities. And I would just uh, exactly. like to point out. I would just like to point out that, like a typical dude, he refused to ask for directions. It's like he went <laughs> through the cloud and was just like, "Well, I'm just going to keep going as compared to stopping and asking for directions." Who the fuck is he going to ask <laughs> in the sky? There's always someone to I ask mean, directions there, in one. the Twilight Zone. Isn't that where Saddam is? Saddam's in the clouds. Maybe he saw Saddam up there or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he's up there now. Him and that other guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we say those names? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, can you say uh, names? Can you not? Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I had like, someone ask like me if man. I could say I, I had someone ask me if I, if Blackula was a slur on one of my on one of my reviews. <laughs> um, what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I feel I mean, am I, yeah, am I not allowed to say dynamite? Dynamite? No. <laughs> anyway, Black dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so this is a time travel episode, if you haven't figured it out yet, or we have not spoiled it for you. We were introduced to William Terrence Decker. He's part, I think this takes place in, the first part takes place in World War One or close to World War One. I. I can't remember. 1917. World War One. Um, he's flown through some clouds, similar to some other time travel. Before World War One. Talked about. No, it was during no, World War One. Yeah, that's Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was movie thinking about the movie, 19, <laughs> the movie 1917. <laughs> Good movie, uh, by the way. Yes, yes. I was exactly. thinking it started in 1919, but yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. Sorry. It's oh, it was over yeah. in 1918, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. History lesson. Uh, yeah. Brought to you. This is why brought we're not to you by the RAF. Join today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the RFC. Thank you very much. That's right, um, the rack. Join the rack today. <laughs> fly, fly for yeah, England. We, ha- we have a big group of racks. That's You're a rack. Wait, that doesn't yeah. uh, This is going well. Um, so July anyways. 1914 to uh, November 1918, by the way. See, there you go. There you go. So uh, I was wrong. Out. Take out those damn Jerry's. <laughs> um, so, anyways, this guy flies to a cloud and he somehow lands in a American army base or military base uh, in a different year, but he doesn't know it. He lands, the uh, uh, MPs pull up. And they basically, you know, arrest him on the spot because they're like, who are you? What are you doing here? And he's kind of taken away to the administrative building, I guess you could say. Um, They approach him. He is a British officer who has landed an American base. He seems confused by the updated look of everything. So we see like 1950s planes, you know, all jet planes and stuff like that. No flying, uh, you know, wooden planes and stuff like that with rotors and all that good stuff. And he... uh, I had no idea you were so advanced. <laughs> There's no putting uh, shoulders in sight. I know. But um, I can't remember. He's taken to the uh, administrative building. Is that after he's told that it's 1959? No, he's told that. Like, there's a lot. What's that? He doesn't know that until he gets in there with the. Yeah, the yeah that's what guy. I was saying. I don't know why I didn't write. I, I usually write that stuff down. But anyway, so he's taken to the administrative building where we meet uh, by Simon Scott, who plays Major Wilson. This is where we meet General Harper, who's played by Alexander Scorby. This is a lot of expedition dump, jump, the expedition jump, expedition <laughs> dump going on. A hell of an expedition. There's a lot, there's a lot of exactly. dumping going on in this. <laughs> a lot of lead bottom dumping going on in this. Um, wow. All that on screen in the 50s. That, that's something to be said for that. I know. <laughs> Why do you think everything was black and white? They had to cover up the, uh, the dumping. If you're, if you're weird brown. <laughs> They brown couldn't show the toilet flush, but they can show <laughs> exactly. them just drop that deuce. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, anyways, they, down there. 
I, I I'm not gonna lie. I like this episode. It starts from the beginning because like they're they're questioning why he looks like he's part of a uh, like a parade parade group. You know, it is like after World War II, so they're kind of in peace time at this moment before you know Vietnam or whatever. And uh, Korea, they start questioning him. Well, they would have yeah. they would have been coming out of Korea <laughs> at that point in '59. Around there, yeah. It would have been. Okay. The I, thought, 50s, I thought Vietnam I think. was. I'll take your word for it that we were coming out. Of <laughs> yeah, they would have been because there was, there was, they went to, there was Korea was in the fifties, so. Okay, shows you how much I know. So. Damn. Um, was years later. <laughs> yeah, so Korean anyways, War was uh, fifty through fifty-three. So. Okay, so we've been through quite a few wars since this guy, you know, disappeared into the ether of uh, time travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's being questioned by General Harper and Major Wilson about what exactly is going on. This is when we find out he's like, you know, they're asking what year it is. And he's like, it's March 15th of 1917. I'm like, have you seen that movie recently? And they're like, what movie? And they're like, you know, the movie where the it's like one shot directed by Sam. Uh, Sam, uh, what's his face? Mendez. Thank you. I should know that. And he's like, no, no, no. We only have like, you know, when they crank the crank the projector. Oh, for and, God's like, sake, music. it wasn't that old. <laughs> 1970? Yeah, yeah. 1917. Yeah, they had the crank things, but they still have normal movies that played on the screens. They didn't like they sit no there sound. and like have to do the <laughs> true. There was well, no Al Jolson yet. Some of, they some had, of them had, they had that music. There was some experimental sound done in the 1910s. So don't give me that. Yeah, I think I all I think about is Three Amigos with the. <laughs> Your face is Three Amigos. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So my little buddy. Another exposition jump to there, the you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a male play. You want to know how? how? It's little balls. <laughs> <laughs> little balls, big Uranus. So, so I know that movie a little bit too well. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. it's a great movie. I own three copies of it. Oh my god. <laughs> impressive. They they're questioning him and they're he's like, Oh, it's 1917, and they're like, No, no, it's March 5th, 1959. And then they like start stealing all of his like medals and stuff like that, and then put him in jail. And uh, they don't put him in jail; Jack- they keep him in the, the office, don't they? No, they put him in like a interrogation room or something. Uh-huh. They take him to another room. It's like we've probably been in this room before through the eighteen episodes we've watched. Oh, but I'm sure. They put him in another room with an MP and <laughs> that other guy who reminds me of Clancy Brown for some reason. He they also that. Actually, guys. yes, yes. <laughs> they also claim he's uh, part of an air show, and he's like, "What is this air show of which you speak?" Yeah, what do you mean? He's like, Tell I'm part more. of the I'm part of the 56 Squadron Royal Flying Corps. He's like, you mean the Royal Air Force? He's like, no, the Squadron no, Royal no. Flying Corps. Oh man. He does that whole like stomp thing when he walks in and they're like, yep. the fuck is what's, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's this guy going on about? <laughs> the question is like, have you been in the theater recently? <laughs> right. <laughs> the Royal British Theater. The you know he ta- he's worse than the guy from well he's worse than the guy from third from was it third from the sun yeah uh, yeah the guy yeah, who's he's like, like <gasps> <laughs> this guy's just like this is like straight up he's just like I am from the theater um but yeah they like take all his they take like all of his weapons and medallions and stuff like that and somehow you know because he's escaping like like halfway this is maybe he forgets about him which is actually a big plot point but um he goes into the he's in that whatever interrogation room prison cell whatever you want to call it and 
is it i can't remember is this the major or the general that's talking to him it's the lower, I, I, lower it's the major yeah yeah, yeah that would, but they're yeah, yeah. But they're trying like going back and forth for like I don't know five or six minutes talking about you know how is this even possible you're lying and Decker's like how can I be lying I know where I was from this is when we learned that he was a coward and all this said with everything saying you know said and done what did you guys think about everything that was going on like is there anything you want to add to this you know because it's really a lot of expedition dumping and there's a lot of just kind of talking about you know what it was like for him in the military in 1917 how this is even possible and all that good stuff because it pretty much leads to the the end of the first act at this point so how did what you guys think well i I, like i said i remember this one this is one i actually i probably vividly remembered this one more than the others for some reason i like these kind of episodes um but i do remember it and i i even though i remembered what was going to happen i really enjoyed this episode i like it i like these time travel out of uh out of place out of time kind of uh episodes and stories like this um i do remember back in the day when i saw it i think that's probably what spurred me to remember it so well is because back in the day when i saw it and i was trying to figure out what what is this one you know what is it going to be about when i was trying to figure out what's going on for some reason i thought it was going to be kind of like a twilight zone version of i cannot remember the stories now there's a short story about a i think it was a pilot some soldier back in one of the wars who it goes to the hospital he's like knocked out he wakes up in the hospital and like uh then like there's nurses and doctors and all this and they they're telling him you know you're they're trying to talk to him and like find out who he is and all this and come to find i think they're like not they're talking to him weird and everything but it's a short story and he comes to find he like looks out and he sees like enemy planes i think it's like the nazis or something like that and like uh come to find that it was actually all a scam they were trying to get him there so they get information from him i thought it was gonna be something like that obviously it's not i knew that don't even know why i brought that story up but um i did like how at the beginning when he landed the plane on this airfield mm-hmm. and he went down it's i don't think it was sped up but the way the jeep comes down and it just starts like going around the plane <laughs> like over and over <laughs> yeah that's over. the thing about that the twilight zone does that a lot too yeah. yeah, I just I as soon as it did that, I imagined the Benny Hill music of this one. <laughs> it was like wah, 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 wah. I imagine that music a lot of in a lot of situations, but like that I thought I that was too. kind of funny. It's just like they were just going around and around and around. The guy's like, What the what is going on? What the fuck am I supposed to do? But um anyway, he he gets I the guy, the main guy, I can't remember his name. I don't have it in front of me. Decker. Yeah, yeah, Decker. Epic name, by the way. Mm-hmm. William Terrence Decker. I want that name, but um, <laughs> The, the guy who played him he's he is very he's playing it up he's very theatrical but the, mm-hmm. i don't know if that's his performance it's like i think it was supposed to be that way because back then yeah you know that's how like pilots and the, the army and like the british not just the british navy but the british uh, armies were very very much like that regal i mean they do yeah. it with the, yeah, like very the regal salute and the yeah like the, with the very foot proper so like that yeah, 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 and I, so I don't think at first I was kind of like, wow, this guy's like really laying it on thick overacting, but I think that <laughs> no, I think that that's just how it was supposed, like how he, they were. So I think it was actually a good performance. But I was enjoying it up to this point, and I, I think it did a really good job. It sometimes these episodes will have like a slower beginning, mm-hmm. but we give it credit because we're like, well, it's Twilight Zone, so I know something cool is going to happen. Let me just pay attention to what's going on. And after the commercial break, it'll all kind of come to a head and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> now. It... But this one really just kept me interested the whole time, even though I kind of knew what was going on pretty much. I thought it had a really good first half and it had a really good second half. It was just a really good overall package. It wasn't like 
the best overall, but it was a very entertaining episode, especially well, up to this middle point. Because mm-hmm. that's well, this is at. um. I was gonna say, I'm sorry, uh, sorry to cut you off real quick. Uh, this is also mm-hmm. where we have the introduction of not the char- not the person himself, but the introduction of a character named Makai, who is a guy that was somebody that Decker thought died because he was surrounded by Germans. And they're like, no, he survived because he was a war hero in World War II, which I thought that was a nice little little, um, little nod to World War II and like, you know, the war, the second war we told you about. But it leads into what will end up happening. And I think this is the second part, which uh, I haven't really, I thought was really funny. But um, uh, anyways, he talks about how he's a coward. And and I don't know, the whole idea of having Makai and having that being kind of a, uh, if, he, if he doesn't go back or if he does go back, it has a kind of a time travel effect on the concept of will this character even make it into the episode, depending on the actions of uh, Decker. So I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't mean to cut you off, Trip, but I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. That's okay. I mean, Sorry. I don't know how much I've got to add it. You know, it it's a solid, for the time, I'm sure it was something kind of unique for time travel episodes. They, they definitely take an interesting dive into, you know, like the what ifs of, you know, if I go back, can I make a difference? Or is it just one of those things where like, maybe it's a different guy or maybe, you know, if I don't go back, do I change history? But if I don't go back, do I change history? You know, like that butterfly effect aspect of things. I mean, it was, it was a solid episode. I, the exposition got a little heavy for me and I know that that's kind of the point, but like last week's episode, to some extent, I feel like this one could have been told in less time than what was taken. And I, I, I hate, it's not on the same level, but it kind of struck me that way. So it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it was solid. It's a solid Twilight Zone. It didn't really hit as strong for me. The one thing I found interesting was they referred to Decker's plane as a ship yeah. there mm-hmm. at the beginning. I thought that was interesting. Also on the exposition, exposition part that you guys have mentioned, I, it was exposition heavy. There's plenty of ex- the whole thing is an exposition dump. Um, yeah. But I don't know within 23, 24 minutes, how else they could no, have really done true. it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think you could have done it a lot of other ways. Like you flashbacks would have been kind of cheesy and stuff. I just, I know that there was a lot for him to get across and he was having a, an existential crisis as you would expect someone who flies through a cloud and coming out 42 years in the future to have. But it, it sounds just, like a vacuum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess I, it just didn't result. It didn't. It didn't um, resonate with me quite as much. I guess I could. I could. I could understand what he was going through. How he was like, you know, going through reliving this thing that happened that brought him to where he's at. But I. I don't know. It just. It felt a little long to me in that respect. So. I get I mean, it. Not fair. a lot. Ha- not yeah. a lot's happening in the episode. Yeah. It's really just these three guys. Half the episode is these three guys sitting in a room talking, and the second half is these two guys with an MP in the background sitting around talking. Yeah. And then it, you know, the ending. So I get that. I could. See it was very could well that. done, though. There, there's no <laughs> doubt. It just it didn't quite. Um, I don't know, like his, his like Decker's reaction was both understanding that there's a certain properness to British people that you know they they at least as they're portrayed here like they're not going to be like oh my god i've gone 42 years in the future 90 percent of the people i know are dead you know that whole level of stuff but it, it was sort of like lacking that that surprise and yet it like when he got into it it became almost too much i don't know so um i mean i think the the reason 
I personally was not I didn't have a problem with it is Richard Matheson is known for writing small amounts of characters into his stories. If you look at like um Stir of Echoes or I Am Legend, there are a lot of just two characters or three characters, you know, in like small spaces talking. So yeah, that's I guess that's why it didn't bother me. But if it bothered you, I mean that's perfectly no, fine. And that's, I'm not gonna, like I'm not say, gonna the, hate you on you for that. Well, I appreciate the fact that you don't hate me. I mean, if so, I can, you know, exit stage left and leave you guys. Uh, damn, damn, women just don't understand good storytelling. What else is new? <laughs> I also, it's, you know, I'm also not funny, according to my reviews. You ain't got so, no but, sense of humor either. Nope. What else? Is or new? legs. Yep, or legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, like, it's a solid story. It really is. And it's a, it is mm-hmm. a good Twilight Zone story and the ending, you know, it's a quick, it's a quick watch. Like you said, Jacob, it does, it does what it needs to do. It, it, it's a, you know, it's a straightforward tale. It tells you what you need. It just didn't quite hit with me. So. Yeah. It's, it's a very traditional Twilight Zone episode to be fairly honest. It feels like very, what you expect of the Twilight Zone, something crazy happens by the end of it, there's a kind of a twist and then it kind of ends. That, that's what Twilight Zone is most of the time. It's just, you know, a couple characters in a room or a couple characters in a location. And then it has like the crazy twist where like uh, the guy falls out because a gambling machine pushed him out the window or some shit to the, <laughs> uh, the death scene. And, um, but I mean, basically, to kind of when we come back, he's still, I think, if I remember right, he's still in the in the whatever interrogation room they're talking they're talking about uh, mckay and stuff like that and this is when deck decker starts to like kind of lose his shit and they um he tries to escape he's pushed back and you know they talk about it and mm-hmm. more stuff and then all of a sudden decker becomes punch crazy starts punching everyone as he's like running out of the room so he's just like you know he has his like hands up he's like oh come on he's like dude you punch punch and he like moves out you know goes to get to like, his plane and he Get scared at the uh, the jet plane that comes <clears throat> driving by and shit. And you missed something. Yeah, I know I did. Something. I'm sure I did. What did I miss? Yeah. Well, first of all, you missed that epic hair flip that he did. Yeah. When oh, he sh- gets like bothered, he turns around <laughs> <and> just. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go again? He was. He did. He's just sitting there. And he, <laughs> my hair's short, but I mean, he's got like the swoosh, and I was like, "Wow, Justin Bieber!" And <laughs> then we get the part where he talks about. Oh, lead bottom. Yeah, that was very whole... well done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now, Nick, can you do ass. a hair flip? Um, give me about can. twenty minutes and uh, green screen, and I'll be able to do a, a hair flip. I got I some wigs. Say, I, can, I can do a hair flip there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Epic hair flip. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, lower. I like how your hair moves. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got a purple wig over there. Nice. It with a blonde one somewhere around here. They're all really long. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I can Jeff a do a hair flip? Yeah, he can, he, he's not in the mood right now. Okay. Which, you're, right. you're over here. <laughs> <laughs> I always know he's there because um, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah, he's watching all somebody's of us. Somebody's watching me. Well, you got Jeff watching you. I got Sterling watching me. So yeah, he's, no, he's got a like tunnel a vortex. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> You got lots of people watching you. Yeah. What's at the end of that tunnel, Nick? <laughs> uh, What's at the eye of that vertex? Vortex. Yeah. Or vertex. Um, strippers. Nice. Hell yeah. Cookies. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Woo-hoo. Strippers and cookies? 
Yeah. <laughs> Better than zombie Bender strippers. Says, as long as there's ping pong exactly. balls too, I'm down. <laughs> uh, as long as those ping pong balls aren't attached to zombie strippers, then we're okay. Oh well, that's what I was hoping for. Oh god. I just I live my I live my life by what Bender says in Futurama. I'm gonna build my own casino with strippers and blackjack. You know what? Forget the casino and blackjack. Just strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what you know if if they had this in 1959 william decker would have been just fine he could have lived his life with strippers and blackjack what is you know i'm disappointed i'm disappointed that the hitchhiker car doesn't come into this episode that would have been cool disappointed it should have been like a running joke and actually this car yeah the you know she ran over the guy and oh uh, yeah yeah run over like six different people it's good times just like he's going to take off and this car this kamikaze car comes out of nowhere <laughs> it keeps going each episode this car just needs to show up and just drive right off screen to the benny hill soundtrack exactly it, it actually reminds like me of that flux we're always waiting for it we know it's coming <laughs> <laughs> the car from hitcher turns into or hitchhiker turns into the jeep in this one it, it yes. could possibly be yes I like it. Going I'm, my I'm, way. I'm seeing fan edit in my future. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like it. 100, yeah, 165. 50, yeah, 165 fan edits. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make a, an overarching narrative. I like it. Twilight. I think it. It's what Rod Serling would have wanted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the true Twilight Zone. The movie. Yeah. There you go. So we have a new lexicon word, which is of course old lead bottom. I'm glad we finally got a new word. It's been a while. And, it's like two uh, episodes ago. The Devil with You. That one's on yeah. there. Devil yeah. with You. Yeah, I'm not a good one. one. Not a good one, but it's on there. I, yeah. I'm sure to get one from every episode. <laughs> the suck in the puss, crumb bum, jump to the moon, why you fingering me, the dirty <laughs> end of the stick, <laughs> room full of buckets, shoulders like pudding, the devil with you. I was born under a weak zodiac and old lead bottom. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Jacob is Good collecting time. them like uh, like Pokemon or Pokemon. It's the Twilight Zone exactly. lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> the Twilight got, Zone got go. <laughs> so back to the episode. Um, this is <laughs> we haven't talked about the episode for quite a while. So, um, anyways, Decker after everything's said and done, he starts going punch crazy. I think he knocks out like four people and a woman at some point. You know, five total people in this episode. Then again, that woman, the lady walks by, is just kind of like, yeah, these are terrible soldiers. He yeah, takes them all out, good. and he is walking around like Bernie Mac in that one movie where Chris Rock's the president. He gets off the train, and he's like, <laughs> just like nobody could take this guy out. He's like the friggin' Terminator. Well, he's from an, yeah, an older age, you know. He's yeah. he's a he's a, a man where all the rest of these guys are yeah. just pussies. Put him up, put him up. Yeah, he's yeah. a royal. He's a I'll royal. Sock you in the uh, puss. Suck yeah. in the puss, you crumb bum. <laughs> he's a he's a royal flying corp. He's no, he's not like those crazy royal air force people. Yeah, and he, he knows is, how to punch. In all seriousness, as, as far as the episode goes, um, I did like this this uh, turn of events with the episode. How he was mm-hmm. this coward, and you know that came out, and that was kind of like okay, that's interesting. But I liked how hearing about how this get, what finally got him to turn into you know be the soldier he needed to be was hearing how this guy that he thought died that died because of him actually lived and the only way he will live is he gets it stuck in his head that i need to go back and save him because if he doesn't all these yes. other people die yep. and that makes him say oh i've got this is my chance i've got to do the right thing and he actually does the right thing i think i think that was a, a pretty a neat 
I don't know if you call it a twist, well, but it, I thought it was a neat development for that character. Well, the really, the kind of really cool thing is um, Decker finally gets, you know, he flies off thanks to the major allowing him to leave. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to shoot you. He's like, shoot me then. And, you know, the major's not going to shoot him because he's not stupid. And so we don't see, we see Decker fly off, but we don't see him go back through the cloud. But what's really cool is um, uh, McKay, McKay is now an older guy, played by Robert McKay, Robert Warwick. He walks into the room. And they start asking him questions. Do you remember a guy named Decker? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Decker. He saved my life. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? Well, I was being, he. I thought he was going to fly off because I think, I think he was a coward. And all of a sudden, I get wrapped around by like a bunch of Germans. And all of a sudden, he just comes out of the clouds and takes him down and then gets shot to death. And to me personally, uh, uh, Triv, uh, Triv and Jacob, whatever, I don't know what you guys think, but it's a really cool payoff because it makes you realize that these individuals we're talking to a guy that they actually know now was a time traveler and it's a really cool, you know, concept of the time travel orientation where, you know, for instance, if you go back, you are now changing something from the past and so on and so forth. So I thought that was a really cool kind of way to reveal that Decker did in fact was a time traveler and went back and saved Makai. And if he hadn't gone back, Makai may never have shown up. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I thought it was kind of cool. It was very a Christmas Carol in that way that he went to the future. He saw his or the future. And that is what caused him to say, Oh, I need to make a change and do something different. And when I get back to my time, I need to make the right decisions and right choices so that, you know, thing, good things happen and not bad things. They sacrifice himself for someone greater. Like there's that, you know, the greater, not to uh, the greater the good. Greater is, good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it gets that, it gets that goofy, it gets that goofy mm. makeover from Hot Fuzz, but it is. It is about the greater good. It's the life of one man for the life of many. Kinda. Yeah, and I like I like how they, they pull out all these medals and they pull out his, like, I guess it's his ID badge and they show it to Makai and, and he's like, how'd you guys get all this stuff? And they're like, oh, you're going to have to. And they say, oh, uh, something about it. They say lead bottom and stuff like that. And then they're like, you're going to have to sit down. We have to explain it to you. And I just thought that was a good payoff. Like I said, you know, when payoffs like that happen and they're kind of, they're, they're subtly revealed. They're not like in your face, forcefully revealed, like a fever once again, yeah. or the four of us are dying. <laughs> I mean, do you, you guys agree? It's kind of like a, I, I know Triv, you have problems with the episodes with it. No, it's, it's just, it didn't slow, resonate. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The episode itself is solid. It just, it's not mm-hmm. one that I, it's not one that I need to go back and watch again anytime soon, yeah. but I'm I, not going to say it's not a well done episode. I think I probably thought a little bit higher of it than Triv did, but at the same time, I do agree with her where I say, like, um, I agree. It had a great payoff and it was entertaining. It was solid. It was it was mm-hmm. very well uh, evened out. It wasn't like, oh, the beginning was kind of, eh, but then the end made up for it or vice versa. It was just the whole thing was pretty yeah. level and solid. I think it was overall just a really solid episode. Like I said earlier, I don't think it's the best one. It's far from the worst, but it, I feel like mm-hmm. when we get to ranking this one, it's going to be right there in that middle somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, the, like I said, it's also another very simple, but somewhat traditional. Yeah, mm-hmm. traditional episode that does what it needs to do and then doesn't, you know, outstay its welcome, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Really interesting. Oh, this is interesting. Trivia note on this episode. Richard Radio Historian Martin Grahams Jr. noted the similarities between this episode and 1948 episode of the acclaimed radio drama Quiet Please called One for the Book. 
according to Graham, the Twilight Zone unlocking, blah, blah, blah. Sterling himself was so concerned with about similarities that he attempted to buy the rights to the Quiet Please episode to avoid any potential copyright infringement. I thought it was like he's, um, and that's cool. Well, that's interesting, but I thought it was, it had, it was a very traditional episode, in my opinion. Like this was very, like when you think Twilight Zone, just like Twilight Zone as a whole, this is what I usually think of this kind of thing where you have a problem. A situation is presented to us, and then we have like a figuring out of that situation, and then the payoff of that situation. That situation, it's very much that it's not quite sci fi, it's not horror, it's just like an interesting kind of like Twilight Zone. You know, you're, you got this situation come up where this guy went back in time for whatever reason. They never explain that, they don't need to explain it. No. And we have a little, you know, a little bit of drama, and then it goes off to it wasn't too complicated. It was very, here it is. And here's how it's it's less about the what happened and how it happened and more about how these people react to it. Right. And that's one of the strengths of the Twilight Zone is it is oftentimes based around people more so than events like you could you know, that that's one thing about time travel. It does get dicey when you're talking about like how it's done and the repercussions that it has for the future and the past and people involved and all that stuff. This one, yeah. you know, like a lot of shows of the time, it didn't concern itself with that. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is what happened. He went back, you know, he saved a life. And this guy in turn was able to save a bunch of other lives because of his sacrifice. Well, if you start explaining with all time travel things, if you start explaining too much or trying to explain too much, that's when you start getting the plot holes and the things like where people are like, well, wouldn't because this person saw him do this thing that would affect the blah, blah, blah here. Exactly. I mean, this is. I mean, beyond the whole time travel thing, but this is plausible. Like this guy, he went forward in time, realized what he needed to do. He went back to the exact same spot. I don't feel like he really changed anything or he did anything that would be detrimental or there's no holes you can pick out in the world that I saw that you could right. pick out and say, oh, this, you know, what about this? What about that? And that's one of the good things that like this episode and usually the show does, it doesn't always get all caught up in the minutia of everything and like explaining how this happened or why or making it too complicated it keeps it simple and since it's simple and not everything is explained like to the t it makes it more believable i did notice that last week i had pointed out that i thought that at least the copy i have of uh, last week's episode started with that traditional nee, 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 twilight zone episode uh twilight zone song that i didn't think came around till second season i think we found out that it was overlaid Yep, for the summer episodes the, to, yeah. to try and bring more people into the second season. So, the, I, yeah, the copies I have, I guess, are of those reruns or whatever. But this one did not have that. It started out no. with the one that we've been having, the wah, 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 that whole thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. I love my renditions. But um, it started <laughs> out with the whole up to this point traditional Twilight Zone opening instead of the traditional music. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Trivia. <laughs> something i noticed <laughs> no hey. that's good that's important bits too this is why triv does trivia <laughs> yeah occasionally <laughs> and i do not i do anders you do all kinds I, of good stuff <laughs> i like this user review on uh, imdb it says weird but pretty good warning spoilers nothing else <laughs> <laughs> just spoilers yep yeah if you watch the actually, show actually you can you can open it up more than that i think yeah, but no. I, I like it like that. Yeah, leave it, leave it. <laughs> I like yeah. to live in a world where that was the comment they left. <laughs> so they would, would have people the on a podcast comment. reading it being like, what, what are the spoilers? Why did they put that? Derail certainly, the podcast and we're just like talking for that for an hour. Certainly wouldn't be the first time or the last time that happens. No, it and doesn't take not much. The strangest. 
does not take much to derail us, okay? You don't have no. to try that hard. No, definitely not. <laughs> so anyways, that'll do it for this uh, episode. Like we said, very traditional, very straightforward. You know, there's not really a, a meaning behind it outside of cowardice, you know, what it, like, what it means to be um, a non-coward, I guess. <laughs> what it means to be a non-coward. Yeah. yeah be brave <laughs> it's about brave, brave and cowardice yes so uh with that said uh we'll go into closing narration with more opacity uh, overlay dialogue from a play hamlet or horatio to horatio there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in our philosophy dialogue from a play written long before men took to the sky there are more things in heaven and earth and in the sky than perhaps can be dreamt of and somewhere in between heaven, the sky, and the earth lies the twilight zone. I really got to start reading these in advance, <laughs> so I'll be prepared. <laughs> oh man, you should you should have been there when I tried to read them. It it didn't go well. Trust me. That's why I, I brought you on. I was literally watching this episode when I was telling you guys I'll be there in just a few minutes. <laughs> I watched I watched part of it earlier today, and then I had to stop it because I was packing, and then. I was like, oh, shit, I need to finish that. <laughs> That's why I was like, hey, I'm going to be just a couple of minutes uh, <laughs> late. But yeah. Good times. We'll do better about that next time. No worries. Probably not because I'm going to be moving next week. It's probably going to be all fucked up. That's okay. Yeah. Take the time you need. I've dropped more than exactly. five F-bombs, I think. All no. right. All right. So to close this podcast out or this episode out, um, we do the Twilight Zone listing, the rankings. Uh, every week we talk about an episode and we try to place it in the the lovely list of the more complicated as it goes along week by week. And uh, we, uh, the last episode was at the bottom, the fever, uh, number 17 so far. Number one is the walking distance. Is this better or worse than escape clause? Go right back to escape clause after going with, (laughs) is this better than 16 millimeter shrine? Yeah, exactly. The real Um, question is, Jacob, did you watch all the episodes? I'm only missing two. The same two. uh, (laughs) Same two as last week. Chance to dream and... It's one of the bottom judgment night because the only two I'm missing, but I got I've seen everything else. I'm gonna Yay. watch them. Um, let's see, it's been a busy week. Uh, uh, and when the sky was opened, is right under escape clause. And then we got the Lomi, I shot an arrow to the air. Triv, you guess. Let me let me look at these for a minute. Um, or not guess you, you <laughs> let's just, see. Just, I guess one. somewhere between one and 17. <laughs> Good guess, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I see um, that. you know, Escape Clause still the devil is such an intriguing character, and not to say that Decker doesn't have, like, he's got a lot of good things, but like Jacob said, and I, I think like I said, I, it's a solid episode, but I, f- I feel like it'd be like maybe between like the lonely and I shot an arrow into the air, kind yeah. of in that realm. Is it? So you're saying it's worse than the guys disappearing and forgetting each other? Episode? It'd be. Is it the oh that's the uh I that, shot an arrow into the air. Well no, that's in when the sky was open. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the sky was oh, open. Oh right. gosh. I hmm, I don't know. Like I think but below is it, a, well, let me ask you, is this better is this episode better than the lonely? I feel like the lonely's got more I mean, yeah, the person shot in the face. I mean, and not that you can judge strictly by the ending. Uh, but you do have like you know, like the warm, fuzzy, you know, guy sacrificed everything to go back and make things right. You know, overcame his, overcame his cowardice, cowardice and all that sh- stuff. Um, he became a non-coward at that point. I, uh, they're good in different ways. 
I feel like it could be between where the sky opens and the lonely, like between those two. That would, I think that would be a good solid place for it. I don't know. Because yeah, uh, I shot an arrow into the air is the one where they're in Vegas or the outside Vegas or whatever. Yeah. And they're Reno. We also have Reno. Well, yeah. yeah. Like uh, maybe it could go lower than that. I just, I don't know. It's such a. Where are you at on it, Nick? Hmm. This is definitely better than Denton. Definitely better shot an arrow into the air. I'm stuck between when the sky was open or the lonely, which is that's where I am. We're all in the same place because I'm yeah. like I I I think my I think I like biggest better problem than lonely. Yeah, because my biggest problem was lonely. It was like stacked one act, like one act was like worse than the other. Yeah, which is why. I, yeah. Um, but when the but the different the question I guess remains is which had the better interesting intriguing premise? Was it when the sky was opened or was it this episode? So I feel like when the sky was open, maybe had a little bit better thing. I enjoyed this more than when, when the sky open was open. Like I like both of them. The, but when the, I think yeah. about the actual episode itself, uh, Trev, I know you didn't care for like, I mean, well, like as a, much. Yeah, yeah. I, when I think about my experience from watching each one, I was more engaged with this one and it seemed a bit mm. swifter than, and when the sky was opened, I was engaged with that one too, but it was just, I don't know. There were a few parts in it where it was, it got a little bit more complicated, which is fine. Yeah. But the simplicity of this one really kept me engaged and made it just truck along really quick. It's like they got in there, they said what they had to say, and just went. It was a very simplistic episode. And I like complex episodes too, but sometimes the real, just simple, interesting episode is really refreshing. Yeah. And as my, the final question I always give myself is, which one would I rather watch if I had to watch it right now? And I'd probably watch this one. And I just watched it. So no, that's fair. I mean, I mean I'm I'm okay putting it like right underneath um uh, escape clause. I mean, that's that's cool with me. It's a spot isn't gonna make I mean, if we were comparing like, oh, I'm saying it's 18 and you're saying it's two, that's a different story. But this is like one spot off. It's it's I'm good with putting it right underneath escape clause if that's what you guys think. I am gonna well, throw a curveball your way now. <laughs> Well, go ahead, Nick. You say what you're. Gonna well, say. no, I would say these are both um, Richard Matheson stories. So, okay. Well, what I was, I was, I was going to throw something crazy away because as I sat here and thought about it, thought about it, I like mm -hmm. this more than Escape Falls, and wow. I know that's a really? oh, the devil's in that one and all that, and I like the devil in it, and I like parts of it. I liked all of Escape Claws, but once again, just as a whole, I enjoyed Escape Claws because it had like <laughs> that whole Groundhog Day esque, like going and killing himself, self a whole bunch of times. Mm -hmm. But once again, just from like a pure, just like narrative stance, Escape Clause was like crazy and it was fun. But this one was just like really solid. It was like, here's our story. Bam, there it is. There's the end. And I don't know. There's something I really liked about that. And I like Escape Clause, but I didn't like it more than Third from the Sun. I really like that episode. But this one, I was just like, I think I'd rather watch it more than Escape Clause. What are your but thoughts, Nick? If you guys outvote me, we'll go under escape. No, clause. no. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Nick? Uh, I really do like escape clause. Like I, I just like how the payoff Ooh. in that episode. Well, I, I know. I just tell me I'm full of shit. <laughs> You're full of shit, man. Full of caca. <laughs> I'm thinking that Nick and the devil have a have a something going on. He likes that episode so much. I know the other episode of the devil. Is there one coming up, or would we talk about one with the devil? There's a couple coming up with the devil. Yeah, the devil makes a few appearances from what I remember, but not yeah. so far. Just that. I mean, one. you got death in a couple episodes, but I think this is the only one with the devil in it specifically. I mean, you Dude. could you could claim that the the slot machine is devil intended, but 
That's just Dude, the like, devil in my brain. I feel like both of you guys think Escape Clause is better, and that's cool because at the end of the day, we're talking about 165 episodes, and right yeah. now, we're <laughs> 17. I don't think it's really going to matter that much. I am not opposed to it going under Escape Clause. I was just saying that. No, but it's a I good thing would. to say. Yeah, but I mean, if you guys, if you guys are both saying, "eh, I like Escape Clause a little bit more," that's cool. I can give a little. I got voted off the island. It's cool. It's whatever. We're well, not voting you it. off the island. I'll take you. You, you and Jeff are our favorite people. <laughs> I'm voting myself off the island. Josh, dork. No, we have to do all 100. See, I'm a complete. We've got to do them all. Exactly. And then, you're, and then you I might started have to, this, like, Nick. You're stuck. Have you seen the series I do I on my so. channel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dedicated, no matter if it really pays off or not. <laughs> Well, if we if we end up like at the end of this, like wanting to continue, there's always the 80s and 90s of the uh, two seasons of uh, what's his face, Jordan Peele. Uh, Jordan Peele, thank you. We could go back and just start doing episodes again. I would have probably forgot about them. Yeah, exactly. Same. (laughs) Exactly. We could do rankings. Um, (laughs) Oh God, no! Please not rank. Become a ranking channel. No. Do the same rankings over and over, but just mix oh, them up. Oh God! Just a can bit. we not? We'll be like a Watch please... Mojo of Twilight Zone. Oh shit! Or the ooh, almost said somebody's name. Um, you know what? If we go that the ten route... best moments of Jacob's lexicon. Exactly. <laughs> lexicon if we go ranking. That route, I'm so out. Not even funny. Top ten, top oh, twenty, God. top five. The best of. Rankings give me hives. We can get some mileage out of this thing, but anyway, right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you might not want to watch my. Top 10 rankings of every time uh, Triv said, fuck, fuck, fuck a duck. Fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, bang a kangaroo. <laughs> exactly. Then we could do the top 10 top 10s of the Twilight Zone that we've already oh, done. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think as much as I, uh, I see your point, Jacob, I still have to put under escape clause to me personally. That's fine. It's one place. I'm... You are. <laughs> He's going to go home and Goodbye. cry about it here. You've, you've heard his feelings. <laughs> He's going to go here. on the couch and cry about it. Because you cry heard about him. it, we'll get views if I just cry about it. <laughs> Nick, you've heard his couch. feelings. I know, I try. Um, no, when he moves, uh, he'll just start crying. Like, why are you crying? They made me feel sad. <laughs> they picked the devil over me. Jeff, they made me cry. Why are you crying? <laughs> Do you have I should cry. <laughs> yeah, he'll say, You have dry eyes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, I think that'll, we'll put uh, the last flight at the new number nine, walking distance still number one, the fever still at number 18. Um, at least we don't have to talk about the other sh- episode anymore. So, that's good. With that said, uh, well, the next episode is called The Purple Testament, which I've uh, not heard of either. Not the purple testicle, the purple testament. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, my space is pretty purple. Is this the purple testament? Um, sure. It could be the purple testicle as well. Oh, yeah, the purple test. I, I mean, you can have purple no. other things, but a testicle. Got, that's... Yeah, I got purple nipples, I guess. I don't know. Cold? Purple. Okay, we're going to go places. <laughs> we're, going pur- we're going purple. So the Purple Testament is uh, written by Rod Sterling. stars William Reynolds, Dick York, Barney Phillips, Warren Oates, Paul Mazursky. Damn, it's a stacked cast. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, Warren Oates, like I said, good actor. Loved the stuff he did back in the day. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll be our episode uh, of season 18. one, episode 18. This is the last flight. 
Uh, with that said, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'll probably say Happy New Year next time to keep the uh, tradi traditional <laughs> live of New Year's way past the date. Um, so with that said, uh, Triv, Jacob, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, but with that said, where can they find your Purple Testament of uh, content? Yeah, like four cameras looking at me. I don't know which one to look at. <laughs> was, plus, plus Jeff, like... he's looking at you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Jacob Andrews Reviews at YouTube, or uh, that's where I put all my content and stuff. Where I do, I, I talk about movies and say that they're good or bad, and usually people disagree with that. <laughs> and uh, I do series, like right now I'm doing a comic book movie review series. I did a video game movie review series where I. I, I went and watched every one of those, even the ones you haven't heard of. So you don't have to, because a lot yeah. of them you don't want to. Some of yep. them you do, though. Um, also, you can check me out on Twitter, where I do some things on there. At, at, Red, Neville, at, at, at Red Neville 2. And that's about it. If I talk anymore, I'm going to make more of an ass of myself. And, well, I do that enough on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, there you go. And Triv. So, Triv, uh, when you're not busting ghosts for a living, where can they find your content? That's the best I had. It's okay. That's you the can best. Find me. Uh, no, no, no. That's the best I ever came up with and ever will come up with. So, there you go. <laughs> this isn't the third take. I promise. This is the very first take. I didn't say anything really bad. I promise you. So, Triv, when you're not busting ghosts or I'm looking at my toys up on my set right now, or you haven't turned into a gremlin from eating after midnight, where can they find your content? <laughs> well, you can find 1917 level content here on YouTube at Trivial Theater. You can also find me on Twitter at Trivia underscore Chick. Um, I just dropped, or I will have just dropped a um, uh, collab with uh, on Ginger Dead Man 3, which uh, does not have, is not a solid uh, movie unlike this which was very solid so uh definitely stop by and see the very unsolid gingerbread or ginger dead man three yes and her content this is uh done with movie oracle is absolutely fantastic definitely give it a check you know when it releases um also jacob did also you did your best of the year content as well worst of the year content so um yes so very funny very good and entertaining and uh, we're going to get out of here because Triv's about ready to have a heart attack from me messing up her uh, closing uh, narration of her content. So anyways, uh, you can reach me at Movie Emporium uh, on Twitter, Movie Emporium content as well on YouTube, where I post all my reviews and all that good stuff. Um, this episode uh, is brought to you by... Uh, anyways, uh, this episode uh, is over. And uh, once again, podcast feeds, all that good stuff. So with that said... We'll see you in the uh, Twilight Zone in a future episode. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Mm -hmm.